Do you like the show and want to help support us? Want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this show. programs and welcome to episode 104 of the nerd cave retro show my name is Derek diamond here doing a quick intro for this week's episode which is a special live show that we did at the gulf coast fan fest in biloxi mississippi this past week Uh, we had the opportunity to host a panel uh, discussing retro gaming our show uh, some of our favorite gaming memories Uh, And so much more. It was a really fun time. It was myself, Jason, and of course, Mr. Wally Phelps had a really fun time. Uh, Hope to do more uh, of these uh, here in the future, these live shows. A lot of fun to do. Had some good interaction. Um, I will give a little disclaimer. Um, The audio is not going to sound the greatest because uh, we tried to hook up my Zoom H6 recorder to the actual sound system. But for some reason, when we would plug it in, it would cancel out the speakers. So I basically had to plug in an adapter to the Zoom, which was like an external microphone, and put it next to a speaker and hope for the best. So I do apologize about the, uh, the I won't say subpar, but not as good of audio quality as you hear during a normal episode of the show. But hopefully you guys enjoy it. So without further ado, here is the... Nerd Cave Retro Panel from Gulf Coast Fan Fest. Greetings, programs, and welcome to a live episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. My name is Derek Diamond. I'm someone else. (laughs) (laughs) We have our official Nerd Cave Retro fact checker here for the live show so that uh, we get everything correct tonight. I've got the over-under set at five corrections, and I will take the over. So did anybody bring anything to drink for the official Nerd Cave Retro drinking game? Every time I say something needs to be on the Switch, you take a drink. Anytime I do a really bad Owen Wilson impression? Wow. So we want to talk a little bit about the show, if anybody here who's not pretty much here. Everybody that's here has heard the show before, but um, we talk about all gaming from the 80s and 90s, and uh, we talk about the news, we talk about this month of video game history, and we talk about... Well, we review an old game every week, so show of hands, who's heard the show? Yay! Is everyone here? So, anything you want to add to that as far as what the show is? Um, It's actually, you know, one of my favorite things to talk about ever since I was a kid was retro gaming. And I remember you coming to me with the idea to do this podcast. And I was just all for it as soon as you had the idea. Because I know we met through you doing Pop Culture Palette. And um, you got into collecting you know, vintage Nintendo games again. So we just kept exchanging messages back and forth. And he said, hey, well, I've had this idea to do a podcast about retro gaming. I think I was doing three or four other podcasts at the time. So I was like, sure, why not just add one more? But it's... It's one of the reasons why it's one of now the two shows I do is because it's just something that I love to talk about. And there's not too many people that I talk about retro games with, so it's a good outlet to have. Well, same here. I, I, 
one of my favorite things to talk about and do is uh, retro gaming. And my favorite thing to do is go to flea markets and try to find the cheapest games I can find. And um, I love talking about it. And plus, that was pretty much my midlife crisis is to just start collecting Nintendo stuff again. So what about you, Mr. Phelps? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I love retro gaming from whenever I was a little kid. And uh, I studied up on retro gaming as much as humanly possible. I know way too much about the subject to the point where when I listen to the show, it physically hurts me when they say things that are inaccurate. Or, <laughs> or if there's something important that they say that they've never done before or never played, and I know exactly what they're talking about. So, Way of the Warrior, I've never heard of that. What? <laughs> it was only an SNK favorite. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I never played it. Uh, but they also missed one thing whenever they were describing the actual show. It is also Switch propaganda. It is not. <laughs> we're just spreading the good word, Warren. <laughs> so have you heard the good word about the Nintendo Switch? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're, uh, we're going to do, uh, we're going to talk about now, we're going to, I guess, talk about some of our favorite retro games that we liked back in the day. Oh, and yeah. And we're going to go to uh, some questions. Has any prepared for this evening? We would love to have some questions. So, <coughs> yeah, sure. Uh, when it comes to, to retro games, there are two games that instantly come to mind. One, Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. Super Mario Brothers Three. We might touch on that subject later, but um, no, it was. It's a game that to me was synonymous with my childhood. Um, you know, gr I grew up playing the original Mario for SNES. I actually never owned an SNES, or not a SNES, but NES. When I was a kid, I would always go over to my aunt's house after school, and that was where I was introduced to Zelda, Mario. Um, then got the SNES as a late birthday gift. It came out in 91, I think a week or so after my birthday. So got that, Mario World came with it, and that just changed, the, no pun intended, but it changed the game for me. Spent so many hours playing Mario World, you know, it introduced Yoshi, one of my favorite Mario characters. Um, the other is what I'm sure you hold very near and dear to you as well, is Zelda Link to the Past. I have spent so many hours on that game from when it was out originally on the SNES, the Game Boy Advance re-release, Virtual Console. It's easily the game that I've put the most hours into out of any that I have ever played during my life, so... Those are the two that instantly come to mind. There are several others that I could go through, but we'd be here all day if I did that. I think we're always going to have the eternal debate of what's better, Super Mario Bros. 3 or Super Mario World. Which they're both great games. But I, I think with, with us, it's you grew up with Mario 3, and I grew up with Mario World. So well, That's the thing with our show. You know, I mostly cover a lot of the Nintendo stuff, because that, you know, that was my... Well, I say my first gaming console. My first gaming console was actually uh, Atari 2600. When, uh, Christmas 1983, I think I got it. And um, Atari's okay, but when it came to Nintendo, that was, you know, that was everything. So when I got a Nintendo for my birthday, 1988, that was one of the greatest days of my life. And um, 
been playing it ever since, and one of my favorite games, I would say my favorite game is still probably Star Tropics, because I actually finished that game. <laughs> but the other contender is, of course, Ninja Gaiden, which I have lots of YouTube videos of me trying to finish that stupid game, and in 30 years, I still cannot defeat the final boss, and when I finally do, Derek is gonna hear a squeal emanating in the air from my house that I finally defeated that game. It's your white whale. It is. I, I've, I've been playing it for 30 years and I still can't finish it. And I, uh, <laughs> You'll do it one day. But for the show, I mostly cover the Nintendo stuff. Derek covers pretty much everything else. Game Boy, Super Nintendo, uh, Sega. I yeah. think I've done a Sega game here or there. Maybe I think so. I think you've done one. I can't remember which one, but... We've done a lot of shows and all of Yeah, over a hundred now, so yeah. they all just kind of blend together. Yeah. So what about you? What's your favorite retro game, gaming? My favorite retro gaming? Well, you know, I was like y'all where I got... We, I started out with an Atari as well, so I'm kind of in between them as far as eras are concerned. So I was excited about Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World, and World is the better game. But, we might go into that later. But. You can go ahead and leave now, sir. <laughs> but I, I started out really loving um, arcade games for the most part. You know, because my uncle used to take me to arcades all the time and then the movie theaters and inside, inside of uh, the, the movie theater, they'd have like a Miss Pac Man or something of that nature in there. And, uh, whenever we got the Nintendo, uh, Santa Claus thought I was less good than my cousin because he got the power pad and I did not. Um, but I, I really did enjoy, uh, you know, the Nintendo for, you know, Super Mario 2, Super Mario 3, Doc Mario, Tetris. I just love a whole heck of a lot of those games. Back then, you could rent a game pretty, I mean, like, that was the thing. You went every weekend and rented a game you would never buy. And I've played so many games, it's hard to really pick which ones were really de defining moments for me. And, and then you didn't have to wait eight hours for a day one patch to be able to <laughs> That's play right. Like, well, I tried to play the Cap Attack today, but <laughs> there's a level pack that I had to... Uh, but yeah, I had the Genesis also, and of course the Sonic games were really big for me. I really enjoyed uh, Outer Beast and uh, the uh, Decap Attack, which I brought up. And this is going to be weird. My favorite Nintendo game of all time was Double Dangler <laughs> for the Nintendo, for the NES. And it was... It, it, you guys, you know, Shinobi and have, or Ninja Gaiden have, has nothing against us because whenever you're trying to do the obstacle course, you have to hit left and right on the pad to run, and then up and down to climb, and then A and B to grab for the flag, and if you're not exactly right, you can't pull it down, and it is garbage, but I love that game so much. I had no idea there was a double dare game. Oh, there it is. Oh yeah! Oh god! Kind of reminds me of. Uh, did you ever play Decathlon? Anybody ever played Decathlon for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred? No, you did. Remember the <laughs> controller? You had to move it back and forth really fast to run, and then you had to press the button to make the guy jump. 
you'd get so tired you would just turn the controller upside down on the carpet and put your foot on it. <laughs> That's when gaming was for men back in the day. Yes? I will say though, mentioning that, with the analog on the N64, um, Mario Party 64 actually had a mini game called Paddle Battle where you pretty much did the same thing. Yep. Uh, it would leave blisters on my hand. Yep, I remember that game as well. Actually, if you uh, uh, wrote into this to Nintendo about that, they actually would send you a Mario glove for, uh, to cover up the blister. Actually, you could play it. Properly. Are you kidding me? No. Like, you're talking this now? Like, I've, seen, I've seen pictures like this. It is like Mario's white glove, oversized, so it'll fit over your hand, but it's for the people who damage their hands playing that game of so, Mario Party. So for the recording, uh, there apparently was a glove that Nintendo of America provided to prevent blisters for the, the Mario Party, was it? Yeah, Mario Party 64. Oh, Mario Party 64, and that is bonkers to me. <laughs> we should have known that. That's what for the collectibles. Yeah. Wow. But you know, you did that to did the little Shy Guy thing, too. There was a, there was a Shy Guy thing on one of the side stuff. Yeah, it's like, if you ever played Mario Party, you know, we had all these different places. It was set up kind of like Pokemon Stadium. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you went to the side, there was a Shy Guy. It was the same thing you did to the Battle Had many of friendships tested due to Mario Party. Yeah, I know. I know. Adam Halo. <laughs> oh, there was a picture. There was a picture of the see this. Oh my gosh. Wow. Magnificent. It actually looks fairly high quality, too. I was excited. It's like a mechanics glove. Yeah. It looks like you get that on eBay. That's what I was thinking. You get that being a professional wrestler with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to have a mechanics glove to play a game, the game is too hard. <laughs> It was a tense then. Like, could you imagine, like, the executive running into the, into the boardroom? Guys, kids are ruining their homes. We know that. That's like, uh, yeah. So? <laughs> no, with our game <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that little joke. No. <laughs> no, I, I got nothing. Let, let me ask both of you guys this. There's been a ton of great multiplayer games, like you know, Mario Party was just mentioned, there was also Halo. Do you guys have any stories of when things might have gotten a little tense during multiplayer games? <laughs> I was a rage player. Well, I mean, I think me and Wally both have some Halo stories, because I, I don't know if anybody here would do Halo parties back in the early 2000s. You would get all your friends together, you would hook up four Xboxes, four TVs in the same room, you get a lot of beer and pizza and potato chips, and you would come to uh, blows by the end of the night because you all wanted to kill each other. Yes. Like, Especially if you were a screen watcher. There were so yeah. many uh, people doing, like, th that's what we started doing with voices. You know, they, they, you can, on the show, they do a lot of voices. But like it while playing, Jason will yell, "The day is mine!" You know, <laughs> like, like no. If anyone had a dispute about somebody like doing something like screen cheating, we'd get out the back and whack each other with Nintendo swords. Magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should be the standard. <laughs> 
Yeah, you were, you were a screen watcher. You got punted out of the party. Yeah. We have a ref or something. That'd be nice with a Nerf gun. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a story about double dribble. Did anybody remember double dribble? Double dribble. Double dribble. <laughs> well, I had this friend that lived down the street from me, and this was the kid that I actually played Nintendo for the first time with. Because, of course, you know, everybody got everything before I did. But uh, I, I used to go to his house and play Nintendo all the time. Well, I eventually got a Nintendo, and I had double dribble and wanted to play with a friend. So I brought it to his house. And he had another kid that was living there. His parents let this kid live with him. Every, anybody ever had that kid in your elementary school that was like four years older than everybody else that like failed like eight times and was like had a beard and would get kicked out of their parents' house and would have to live with other people? Well, this was that kid. So we started playing double dribble for a few hours, and then I go to go home, leave and go home, so I take my double dribble out of the Nintendo, and this kid goes, what are you doing? I'm taking my game and going home. He's like, that's my game. Like, no, uh, one of those here. And of course, this kid's like, you know, easily 50 pounds heavier than me because I was a little squirt. And so I take my game, and I go to leave. He, he, he grabs it from me, yanks me up, and throws me across the room into uh, this kid's dad's glass gun case. Wow. So I ran home crying, of course, because I, you know, I was a little tough kid. And uh, I told my mom about it, so she ran down there and told his mom about it and got my game back. I was about to ask my next question, did you get the game back? Yeah, I did. I still have it to this day. And every time I see Double Dribble, I think about that story. Fantastic. So there's and my that was the inspiration for <laughs> Arch Rival. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I actually had a happier story. Uh, my next door neighbor before he ended up moving. You want to come up to the mic? The mic yeah. And if anybody has any questions, feel free to come up and ask. Like I said, I actually had a happier story. I had a next door neighbor of mine. He was also an N64 enthusiast. And what he ended up doing was before before he had to leave, he had to get rid of a bunch of his games. He had a copy of Conquer that Oh, nice. I got it. Like so, me and my brother, we pretty much we pretty much share that game, and then also from him, I got uh, I got Sapphire. I got his game chart for the Sapphire, and uh, shoot, what else did I get from him? Uh, but, but yeah, oh, and I got a second copy of Silver, and uh, I don't know if I still have it or if I traded it for a first. But yeah. Please tell me you still have Conquered Sapphire. Yeah. Of course, it's actually sitting in six four in the family room right now. Great game. Yes. Great game. That is hard to come Didn't have the box though, but I mean, I hear it's 80 bucks now. It's like, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Expensive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've got it on the Rare Replay, and I haven't played it because I hate to say it, but I hate those games. <laughs> those types of games. Yeah, I've never played but, it the first since you know. I've gotten it, but uh, he did introduce us to the mini games and stuff like that. Yeah. But one of these days, I would like to be able to just sit down and actually play it through because. Yeah. Yeah, we just got a part of the game. My, my little girl plays uh, band, the banjo games on oh, the Rare Yeah, those are great as well. She keeps on flipping through, and she stops on Bad, on bad Fur Day every so often and says, uh, what is this game about? And I'm like, it is about you going to the next game. <laughs> not playing that game. Well, see, that's the thing. We talked about it on this show before, about uh, if they do an N64 classic. What games are they going to put on? Because they don't have the licenses for all those rare games and stuff like that. Well, honestly, uh, my first my first N64 game was actually Yoshi Story. I mean, that started my uh, Yoshi Fishing Island. Yeah. So. 
And then um, I found out my ex, he, uh, he had this emulator of Yoshi's story. And it pissed me off so much that the flower was not emulated properly. Like, the flower shows your lifespan. I need yeah. that. Wow. So, the N64 emulators are always tricky because they have graphical issues and everything. So yeah. I just never... NES and SNES are usually fine, but anything more advanced I try to stay away from. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, the N64 controller either, so if they no. do make a It's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> it, it, it just needs to be strong. Like, it needs to be able to take the punishment that we did. What are you doing with your controller? <laughs> I'm playing a video game. I'm playing Mario Party. <laughs> <laughs> Find your glove on eBay first. <laughs> Bro, that is a very interesting question, though, because the way the trend has been with those classic consoles, I feel like they only put maybe 10 games on it. Because there were 30 for NES, 20 for SNES, which is bull because it should have been way more. Yeah. I feel like they would only go 10, maybe 15 for the N64. And they can't put, like, Banjo or Diddy Kong Racing, Donkey Kong 64 or anything like that on there. Perfect Dark. Yeah. The uh, 007. They can't oh, Goldeneye. Right. Yeah, that was a rare game. That's uh, like the number one N64 game you'd want to play. Yeah. It's the, the third best selling N64 game uh, after Mario 64 and I forget what the other one was. <laughs> I don't know. Probably Ocarina. Yeah, it's probably Ocarina. It was not as elegant. Yes. Yeah. I would remember it was That's interesting. I don't know what it was. It was Wave Racer. <laughs> Wave Racer 64. Yeah. Uh, That's probably what would be on it. <laughs> I mean, you'd, you'd, have, you'd have Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time for sure, but. I mean, there are good games for the N64, but I don't know what they would have the rights for. Yeah, I know. Who knows? I honestly, I'm kind of tired of the, the classic re-releases right now. I think they're getting a little too crazy. Well, they saw the success Nintendo was having, and yeah, I mean the Sega one would kind of intrigue me if a better company was making it. Well, yeah, not at games. But I mean, I'm not. I never played Atari, so I'm not interested in a mini Atari or a mini ColecoVision or whatever. Well, you can go into a retro Atari. gaming shop right now and get an Atari 2600 and every game for about 50 bucks at this. Which wow. is too much. Yeah. <laughs> There's only about eight good games for the Atari. Who has played an Atari recently? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like the last time I played it, it was, the last game I played on an Atari 2600 was Pac-Man. And I I think it was Pac-Man anyway. Because <laughs> it, it looks like hot track. Well, because it, it was one of the things that actually brought about the crash of 83. That's right. Because they made 10 million copies of Pac-Man, but there were only 7 million Atari 2600s that exist. I don't know about you, but those numbers don't add up. Don't they? I'm not going to... stores actually order. And plus, most of them are digital now, so they don't yeah. have that problem with making too many physical copies. 
So if there's not a physical copy available, you can just download it. But, you know, back then, no one was downloading So, you know, and if you were, you were watching, you were doing the Sega channel. Anybody remember the Sega channel? Yes. Okay, the Sega channel was something that happened in the mid-90s where your cable provider could actually, you would actually buy this thing that went inside of your Genesis and you put a cord into the cartridge and your cable provider would allow you to actually play video games. You could stream them to your Genesis. This is how far back this was. And it was... Back in the old days, And and the thing is, there were even exclusives. Like, it was a Mega Man game that was an exclusive to it, where you had the first two games. I think it was called Wily Wars. But it was the first two games, and... Oh, the first three games, and it was... There was an extra component to it that was brand new. But you could only play it through the Sega channel. And no one could play it because it was such a large download that the technology did not exist for you to download it and keep playing it because once you turned your Genesis off, it disappeared. <laughs> you had to re-download it. Never heard of it. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Never heard of that. Oh, look this up. <laughs> <laughs> he is the fact checker, so he knows. That's why he's here. Uh, does anyone have any questions they want to come up and ask, or any like maybe your favorite uh, retro games growing up, or anything like that? So I mentioned my next door neighbor, and honestly, I, I really want to tell the story because if he's listening, I have not seen him since. So I really want to thank you, Tom Smith from Pennsylvania. What's so, your name? <laughs> my name is Ty. You hear that? <laughs> anyway, so um. Okay, so this is this is something that we did. I told you he gave me a, a copy of Sapphire and the Game Shark or what have you, and then this was back when the DSs were out. Okay, so uh, we uh, we went to try to get the Pokemon uh, through the GTS that we were looking for to complete our Pokedex, what have you, and he actually had one up there that we wanted, and so uh, we see uh, we see this Pokemon that he wanted in return for this Pokemon. I think it was a uh, Machamp. I think it was Machamp. And he wanted it at such and such level. So, um, so what we ended up doing was we used the Game Shark to get that Pokemon on Sapphire, transferred it to our copy, which I had Diamond at the time. It was either Diamond or Platinum. Uh, I think it was Diamond. Okay, so I transferred it to Diamond, and then I ended up uh, using the uh, the Linksys. Uh, I, I used it to clone the Pokemon or what have you, and I, uh, I ended up sending him the clone. And then after he came back to our house, I told him what we did, and he's like, darn you! <laughs> so you're talking so, Pokemon now. That's Derek's area. When people talk Pokemon to me, it's like, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what's going on right now. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. It, it's, it's funny. Cause how, many, how many people use cheating devices whenever they're, they're playing games? That was the only one that, well, actually, um, I strike that back. Um, the only other time I've had to use a cheating device was when Katrina got rid of our Toys R Us. I was so devastated because they had an Arceus event that was happening at Toys R Us. And I was in uh, high school. I couldn't really drive an hour away to say Hattiesburg or Slidell or what yeah. So I was stuck in town. We're in Biloxi, Mississippi, by the way. Okay. So, um, Vanessa, we're, we're we're pretty much stuck in town. So my only way to get the Arceus was to get the Azure Flute off of the action replay. And oh my gosh, that was a nightmare. I don't think I can get it to work anymore, but I did get the Arceus. Well, 
I, I, I've never played those games either, so. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about because I, I, I know enough about them. And, uh, uh, I'm sitting there on code terms. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, why is this a thing? Well, and, and the thing with, the, thing with the, the, cheating, the cheating devices to me is, is that uh, I never could afford them. Yeah, like you can't. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they, we had a rental store that allowed us to rent the game cheating, and that's the only reason I even... But the, the thing is, I had a top-loading Nintendo at the time, and they didn't work with the top-loading Nintendo. Yeah, because they have a, you know, the Game Genie, the way it was designed was so it would push itself down enough, the game down enough into the machine to play the game. But there was a a flap on it that would stop it from going into a top loader. So you couldn't use the Game Genie on it. So I spent $6 to rent this thing I couldn't use. And I am still living. <laughs> <laughs> it was. But no, I knew about the whole uh, the game shark, game genie with the Pokemon. I guess I never tried it, but I know that trick. And I still miss being able to clone with the Lynx's Rider because it's like you had to wait for this little light to come on. That was so good. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that now, but it was so much fun when you could. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Use the hell out of that. <laughs> now my my next question for everybody is what is better, Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers Three? Three, World. Uh, well, honestly, my dad's opinion, the one that was on the NES. All right, raise your hand if it's World. Raise your hand if it's Three. I think we're tied. Of course, well, this, this settles nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who are undecided have to fight amongst themselves. <laughs> There's an arena behind the, the convention center. You guys can sell your issues. <laughs> well, let, let me let me ask this question because I know we've talked about this occasionally on the show. And I know because Wally loves to hear this phrase so much. Is there a game that passed you by that you regret like not playing when you were younger? Whether it's one you still have yet to play or it's one that you played in recent memory. Well, I know that Little Samson is uh, one of the later NES titles that is really good, and I'm not going to say whether or not I have a ROM of it, but I'm not going to say that out loud. Can neither confirm nor deny. Can neither confirm nor deny if I have a ROM of Little Samson, but I wish I would have had that game originally because uh, I could really uh, use being able to sell that game right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's worth a lot of money. So I've heard you? Well, I mean, I can't really think of anything I never played that passed me. You know, to be honest, I think I think the thing that I'm most, I, I really wish that I was able to actually use was the activator. Like, it's, a, it's an a, it's an accessory <coughs> for the Genesis where it was like a, a piece of hardware that you put on the floor and it was a like a ring where you put your hand or foot over it. Did you have a dream about this, or no, is this a real thing? This is it's a real, real thing. This is a real thing. And now it didn't work worth anything, but but it it was something that was advertised so cool that I really wish I was able to actually to to, to, 
enormous the power of kind of yeah. It's so bad. It's literally their power glove. I mean, in that you know, it's a piece of technology that would be cool but didn't work. <laughs> you know, um, it was supposed to be paired with a uh, VR headset that never was released. And yeah. Um, Seriously, you guys need to know more about retro gaming. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, the, re the, the activator. The, look it up. The activator. I've never heard of this. It passed me by. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. That's why it passed you by. <laughs> what about you? You got any games that uh, you missed? I've got two. One I actually reviewed not too long ago on our show, which was Pocky and Rocky for yes. Super Nintendo. Uh, that style of game is something that, you know, I loved when I was younger, but it was just one that I never played. The other, which I still have yet to play, uh, one we've talked about extensively, is Chrono Trigger for the Super yes. Nintendo. Because I think it's, that would probably be my other one. As good as that game is, I never played it, and I wish I had. Well, it's so highly regarded. You know, every list that I read of, you know, the top Super Nintendo games of all time is always in the top five, or sometimes it's even as high as number one. But just never, never got around to it. And it's funny you mentioned Chrono Trigger. That's another story. Uh, I went to the flea market about six months ago, and a guy had a table full of Super Nintendo games still in the box, and one of them was Chrono Trigger, and he wanted two hundred dollars for everything. And I started to hyperventilate because I didn't want to spend two hundred dollars at once at the flea market for all those games, but I should have. That's my biggest. Where's the other games that he had? I don't remember. I think that he had Secret of Mana in there too. I made a stupid mistake. I'm sorry. It's all good. No, I did want to say that since we were on the topic of most opportunities, back whenever I had the Nintendo consoles or what have you, the ones that I regretted was Banjo and Kazooie because I never got to play that one. I've always wanted to, but I never got it. And let's see, and then. We were also a Nintendo-only household, so um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I never got to play Spyro, and I, re I really hate that I missed out on that one. I'm really hoping that Ignited, the Ignited trilogy, comes out on the Switch because uh, I was able to do that with Crash. But now I'm really hoping Spyro comes through for me as well. And there's so many other uh, Sony games that I have not gotten the chance to play, like the Digimon or Sly Cooper. Or what have you. More Pokemon yeah. stuff. Did you hear that, Wally? Yeah, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, if, if we had one, and I, this is bad. I know this is going to sound really bad, but if we had one console that allowed us to play everything, I would be happy with that. Because that means that I could play with my friends and we wouldn't have to worry about this whole... Console. I wonder what Yeah. Where, 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 you know, I bought the wrong thing to play with my friends. <laughs> you know? And that's really my thing. Yes, sir? Not retro, but there is a company that has released the Xbox One PS4 console altogether. Well, that doesn't help me any. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, you know, right now there is a situation where uh, they are allowing cross-play with Fortnite. But that's just Fortnite. Yes, sir. Hello. Hi. <laughs> we know who you are, sir. So, question. So, as we all know, most licensed games aren't worth the boards they're printed on. But there are some that are a lot of fun to play. 
what's some of your favorite licensed games? And um, for just a recommendation, if none of you have played it, on Super Nintendo, the Arnold Schwarzenegger True Lies and Jim Carrey's The Mask are both really fun. I've been wanting to play The Mask. I've, it's in uh, one of the retro gaming stores back in Pensacola. It's not that expensive, I don't think, so I might actually pick that up. Uh, mine was actually uh, Batman Returns. Was way better than I thought it was going to be because I had never played it before and I picked it up at the flea market and reviewed it for the show, I think, last, was it, did I do it last October or was it for Christmas? It might have been for Christmas. It was a Christmas-themed game and a movie, of course, but Batman Returns is a really good game for the Super Nintendo. Uh, not sure how it is for the Genesis, but... Yeah, I never played the Genesis version. Of course, I'm a big fan of Final Fight too, and it was pretty much just reskin final fight with Batman. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, is Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation 2 retro yet? No. We'll count it. <laughs> uh, aside from that, DuckTales? Oh, yeah. Why did I not think of that? Uh, yeah. the, the, I mean, that's really one of my favorite games of all time anyway. Um, the the Talk about DuckTales for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, like this, like a hurricane. Here in Duckburn. We, uh, but yeah, that, that game was so good. But I, I would also uh, say uh, Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, mm -hmm. uh, would be my second pick for that because, you know, they're both fabulous games. And that one's multiplayer, so I can play with my brothers and we're not hitting each other, which is great. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say, I'm still a big fan of the first Ninja Turtles game for the Nintendo. Yeah, the underwater bombing, uh, uh, bomb diffusion level really sucks. But other than that, the game is great. Yeah. I'd have to go with Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Yeah, yes. I love that one too. Yeah. It's probably my favorite arcade game of all time, easily. I'm going to say that in the Simpsons. Simpsons is really good too. That's another thing that disappoints me. The Simpsons was never put on a console, and I don't know which why. is weird. It, they had it on the uh, Xbox Live Arcade. Well, I, now, but they didn't. <laughs> well, that's but true. I wanted to play okay. it. All right, fine. <laughs> this is like ten years ago too. They had Simpsons on the Nintendo. I see. Whoa, 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 okay. Uh, you, you're talking about Bart Simpson versus the Mutants. Marvel. You're talking about. We're talking about. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm like a decade older than you. There were, but they weren't great. I didn't say it was great. I said there was one. That's true. They are. They exist. Is our. <laughs> you'll, you'll forgive me. I'm a talker or what have okay, you. But we're on the we're on the topic of favorite games, and I just feel like my favorite game is truly an underrated game. It doesn't get much publicity. Okay, but judge me all you want, but. Pokemon Puzzle Challenge for the Game Boy Color was actually one of my favorite games. It's one that I found myself continuously going back to because it is just ever so. Like, if, if, if you've ever played it, you you will all, you will automatically get it. It has nothing to do with type advantages. It's not your normal Pokemon. It is literally just a puzzle game, but it's got an intense level. And I've only ever seen one person on Twitch actually live stream. That particular game. And yes, my ex is actually talking into getting a Twitch. My Twitch is tied at seven. Um, well, no, I don't actually use it. <laughs> this, is, this is an interesting point. What games do you guys like that no one's ever heard of before? There was a Pokemon pinball game that was 
really good. I, I, I had Ruby Sapphire version too, but you're probably talking about the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. So. You see, that's where me and Derek split <laughs> with our fandom because I the Pokemon passed me by because oh. I was a little too old for it, but you were at the right age for it. So yeah, the Pokemon stuff comes up, I just kind of glass over because it's almost like Final Fantasy. And I make oh, here we go. I talk about Final Fantasy. Earthbound? Oh, Earthbound is like one of my top five favorite games of all time. Yeah, Earthbound is great. Yeah. I just wanted to start a riot by saying Final Fantasy. <laughs> Look, okay. I, I, I also hate Final Fantasy. So I am in line with these other gentlemen over here because no one on this panel enjoys Final Fantasy. I don't think we've well, got as much hate mail well, as when we talk about Final Fantasy. <laughs> oh, our Twitter blows up when oh, we talk yeah. about Final Fantasy. Oh, it really does. And, but I, I will say, I did enjoy Final Fantasy 3, or, or was that 6 in Japan, or was it 9 in 18, Europe? 42. And then every time, it, no matter how facetious we try to be and tell people we're just joking around, we always get that one email that's like, well, here's the thing, you really gotta start with 3, and then you don't get it, I'm like, you're why we do that? You're just proving <laughs> The joke has passed the by. <laughs> well, no, I remember the first time we talked about that because I had no idea what your thoughts on Final Fantasy were. Well, we never got any mail before that. Well, no. The thing was, when we were doing that, I was thinking, we're probably going to get some, some comments on Twitter because our Twitter is actually pretty interactive. Yeah. And then sure enough, you know, we got several different comments like, oh, well, you know, you got you to gotta start with three. Then you gotta jump to six, then go back to one, then jump up to seven. No. <laughs> You're not that. That's not how cool. that works. Let you me tell you how it's supposed to go. Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers 2. Super Mario Brothers 3. That's how it works. I was about to use a Zelda example, but yes, that would have been a very poor one. Yeah. Well, then you gotta go on this timeline. Right. No, you gotta go on that. I get the Zelda timeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got about three minutes left, so um, I guess we'll start wrapping it up. Yeah, so let, let me. I, I'll ask you both. What's been? I'll ask you, Wally, as a listener. What's been your favorite experience of doing the show? You know, the show itself is always really good and fun, and fun but the the episode. Where we watched Moria Brothers yes. is my favorite thing. I think that's ever. my favorite episode yes. we've ever done. Oh, easily. Yeah, because we did a commentary track for Super Mario Brothers, and I think that's what gave me my kidney stones. hundred <laughs> percent accurate. I mean, it, <coughs> and the reason for the reason why they thought it was so great is because of the fact that we we were on. Fine. Because <laughs> yeah. like, that movie is just so great with content. And, and from I would not use the word great in that movie in the same sense. This is true. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know what other movie we could do where it has that level of shame. <laughs> so I can't uh, think of a movie right offhand that's that awful. I mean, I said House of the Dead, and but even that, like, like, I think I would yeah. be asleep in the first five minutes of that movie. It is, it is, it is kind of boring in the first half, and, and but it's also spectacularly bad. Yes. 
So if you've never seen House of the Dead, good. <laughs> that's a bad movie. How about you guys? Uh, you go ahead. Like, like he said, I, that was my favorite episode we've ever done. I think my second favorite episode we've ever done was the wizard commentary yes. that we did. Um, if you've never seen The Wizard, which is one of the greatest movies that's ever been made, uh, basically a commercial for Super Mario Brothers 3 in 1989, starring Fred Savage. I might add. It is uh, it's a 90-minute Nintendo infomercial, for sure. Yeah, it's so bad. I mean, we, I've had a lot of fun doing this show. If you've never heard our show, go to NerdCaveRetro.com or go on Twitter, at NerdCaveRetro. Go give the show a listen. We've got a hundred and what four episodes now to go back mm-hmm. through, so there's a lot of content there if you've never listened before. Yeah, um, I'll just say in closing, you know, like I said at the beginning, video games when I was a kid was a very important part of my childhood because that's what I spent a lot of my time doing. So, you know, meeting people who have that same common interest and getting to, you know, relive those memories has been great. And even when we get messages on you know, Facebook and Twitter, people who listen and they share their stories, yeah. I think it's fantastic. And we've got some really good regular listeners that you know, get with us every weekend and comment on the show so that we have you know, more stuff to talk about. We're like, hey, well, this person says this about this, and it starts a whole new conversation. So you know, like we always have stuff to talk about on the show because I love Nintendo. It's one of my, you know, I think back to my childhood and Nintendo probably makes up at least 75% of my memories as a kid. So I love doing this show and um, thank you guys for doing it with me. Absolutely. Good fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's all I've got unless you've got anything else. I'm good. You, are you, yeah, any last words uh, for the show tonight, Mr. Wall? Uh, tips can be left at the front of the top. <laughs> 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 well, that's it. If you guys want to follow me, I'm at the real big wall. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't have anything else. So yeah, there we go. I am at J Fantastic. And I'm at Derek underscore Diamond. And we'll see you next week on the Nerd Cave Retro Show. And Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. <laughs> Thank you, everybody.